Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Today is our special guest day, where we will hear from a friend of the ministry who will share their insight and stories on truth in this chaotic world. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, this is uh, Guest Thursday, and uh, we're excited uh, to have uh, really good friends, uh, Linda and Preston Pitts from Carson City, Nevada. Now, they used to be in uh, California, but now they live in Nevada. And uh, you got any snow out there in uh, the hills yet? Or? Well, we, got, we had a little tease of snow. We had some in October, and we were thinking this is gonna be a brutal winter, but ever since then, we've had clear skies, 55 to 60 degree weather. We're enjoying the fall. Great. That is a perfect fall. (laughs) Now I know um, you were close. uh, That Lake Tahoe fire was close to you guys. How close did it get? Mm. Uh, Well, it it got uh, pretty close to Tahoe. In fact, they evacuated Tahoe Mm. and we're only 20 minutes from Tahoe. So we were definitely on the edge of our seat and keeping a close (laughs) eye on it. Yeah. Um, But uh, the wind shifted and it went the other direction. So we did get a relief, but, uh, and thankfully uh, they reinstored the, you know, brought everybody back to Tahoe after about a week. So it it was very close. And the the real problem for us, I mean, one, uh, definitely devastation to those people that lost their homes. But there was so much smoke, uh, literally for a month and a half, we quit wow. going outside most of the time. Really? But yeah, that's how bad it was up here. Yeah. So the smoke was was hazardous uh, also, but obviously the devastation from the fire. So it was an attention getting experience. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We were, uh, we were impacted by that, uh, Kathy. We had uh, a lot of smoke in Colorado. Uh, because, I of those, because of those that. fires, yeah. yeah. So we could we'd we'd see it at night, and sometimes you go outside and smell it. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, we love uh, having you guys. These they're uh, leaders with uh, Living Waters, and they've been giving it away for quite a while. And it's exciting to get to know you guys. Uh, maybe to help uh, the audience learn a little bit about you. Why don't you first share? Uh, how did you each come to know Jesus? How did you come to know Christ in your life? Well, I'll, I'll start out. I uh, I I actually. Uh, accepted Christ while I was in college. It was kind of an interesting experience for me. I, I was a member of fraternity, a lot of party life and enjoying the college life. And I have no, uh, well, I do have an idea. The Holy Spirit uh, was speaking <laughs> to me. Uh, I would stay out really late and everything. And then um, God would get me up and, and encourage me by myself to go to church. <laughs> so I started just going to church and I, it was just, I was compelled to do that. And as I went, um, I was blessed, uh, which is the importance to me, one, one more definition of the importance of discipleship, to meet a man that kind of took me under his wing. And at that time, Sunday schools were popular. So he encouraged me to go to the adult Sunday school. And, and then he taught me all types of things and encouraged me. And then I accepted the Lord. Mm. Um, and the, the, so I have two parts to mine, and that would be one, but I was close to graduating and I went immediately into the world and uh, I had not been discipled. Where you were. I'm sorry. Where, where were you? 
at this I was point. in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Home of okay, yes, Pie. I heard so, the Southern in <laughs> there, so I wanted to hear that. Was is that, is that the uh, is that the University of Alabama? Yeah. Yeah. You roll Tide. <laughs> they got a, they got a, uh, I hear they have a pretty, uh, pretty good football team. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty decent and yeah. they get bragging rights quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, although people want, love to come out of the woodwork when we're not doing too well. So right. that does happen as well. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I went to the world and, and really got sucked in. I'm a great testimony to the world. Uh, and blinding you and, and disguising itself in such a way that you lose your walk with the Lord. So I'm in my 20s. Now I'm in my 40s. And I was in a uh, hotel room. And um, this is a testimony to the Gideons. I, I was compelled to get a Gideon Bible out, which is a King James, hard to read. But yeah. Uh, the Holy Spirit opened my eyes to reading scripture, which I had tried several times and kind of put it down every time. And opened my eyes and I just could not put the Bible down. I quit going to dinner with people and doing things because I was traveling and, and I went home every night, read the, the Bible. And in about wow. four months, I went through it all and reconfirmed my life to the Lord. So that wow. was kind of my. How, my how old were you then? How old were you then? I was 40, 42, 41. 42. Okay. So yeah. about, about 20 years after you left college. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Linda, how about you? Um, wow. Mine's going to take a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sit back. <laughs> uh, take a, take a break. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the reader's digest version. <laughs> well, when I was 42, after being married for 25 years, um, my husband, my first husband was killed in a skydiving accident. And the night that that happened, I threw myself across the bed and I said, God, if you are real, if there is a God, I need you because I'm a mess. <laughs> so that began my journey of five years to find my way to Jesus. <laughs> the only thing I knew about God was that um, Jesus was not the answer or the way, just based on um, a, a home life that was very dysfunctional and a young experience with a priest in a Catholic church being very young and being dismissed. And I knew that Jesus was not real. So that's the only thing I knew, <laughs> but I wanted desperately to know God and I knew I needed him. There was this, just this huge hole in my heart. So I looked for God for five years everywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, I started with um, Edward Casey, Marianne Williamson, Course in Miracles, <laughs> Buddha, Hindu, all the new age crystals. I mean, you name it, I was searching. You were wow. searching. Yeah. I was so broken and so searching. And, you know, God's mercy to just protect me through all of that is amazing. And I used to run five miles every day. And one day I was running and God says to me, uh, Linda, you've never looked for me in the Bible. Mm. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> 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 so, but that got my attention. So I went to the bookstore and I bought a Bible. Of course, I brought it home and I couldn't read it. <laughs> I couldn't understand a thing. And I thought, well, maybe if I knew the characters, I could understand it. Ah. So I went back and I bought a children's Bible. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
to learn who the players were in this book. <laughs> um, and I still couldn't read it. So I thought, oh my golly, maybe a church could help me. But clearly I couldn't go to a church because good people went to church, not really mm. hedonistic sinners like me. <laughs> so, but one day I got the courage and I went to a church. <laughs> well, of course it was a cult church. It wasn't a Holy Spirit, God, Jesus built church. But again, God's mercy just protected me. I knew he wasn't there. <laughs> mm. So um, I just kept praying every day and how do I find you and how do I meet you and just and one day so this is like I said five years into my journey I had I had hired Preston as a consultant for a company that I was starting after my first husband was killed and I was in a conference room and I was talking to a colleague and he was way at the other side of the room, but I was expressing my frustration of wanting to meet God and I couldn't find him and I didn't know how to meet him. And Preston goes, excuse me, ma'am. I didn't mean to be eavesdropping, but when I'm in town consulting for you, um, there's a church that I found that I like really well. You'd be welcome to, to join me. Uh, just to interrupt for two seconds to correlate it. So it was when I was consulting for Linda's company that I was in that hotel room and it was the hotel wow. room there is where I accepted the Lord. And I just been started going to this church for like six months. So that's, oh, that's, that's how beautiful. close all this came together. God's timing is perfect. Uh, yeah. I so I look at him in my normal bitchy glary self and say, you go to a church. <laughs> and he says, uh, Yes, ma'am, because he always called me ma'am. Is there anything <laughs> wrong with that? And I said, I, I understand he still calls you ma'am. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's faded. Pre Preston, I think it's, it's yes, ma'am. Yes, yes ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just looked at him and I said, no, I've just never known anyone that went to church. Hmm. So I went to the local Baptist Bible preaching church with him <laughs> and it was all over I walked in and the Holy Spirit just descended upon me I just started I wept like a baby every Sunday for months <laughs> and I thought I was in a foreign country <laughs> who are these people <laughs> they speak they like each other <laughs> pastor cries when he preaches men love their wives for 50 and 60 years <laughs> So I started a creation to Christ class that started in Genesis and this was October and in April I was baptized. Mm. Wow. Oh, what a beautiful story. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. So you, uh, uh, you obviously then had met uh, through that consulting relationship um, and you, and you were, uh, uh, how did you get attracted to a, a boy from Alabama? <laughs> that's a good question yeah. <laughs> it was the southern draw right <laughs> we worked together for you know like five years so i i knew that he was really one of the nicest people i'd ever met we shared we had a lot in common as far as our values and the way we thought about people and doing business and then after i got baptized the church was offering um this course um, so the first class I took after getting baptized 
was um, Dr. Blackaby's knowing and yeah. doing the will, will of God, God. experiencing, experiencing God. God. Yep. Wow. And Preston enrolled, was enrolled in the same class. <laughs> and then we started realizing there was more to the relationship than we thought. So, now, Preston, uh, Preston, were you living there in that area? Uh, I was um, still, I was commuting. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I, then I, I moved, I had already moved though. No, 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 no we did that. No, no. Okay. So he would be there for two weeks and then run his other business in Georgia okay. the, rest, the rest of the time. So you were, you were still working for Linda at that time. Though, right. Correct? I was. Okay. It was a very smart strategic move on my, <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I can't, I can't date you. And I had no interest in ever being married again. That was the only other thing. I, I would never be married again. Then yeah. they're done that. No, no interest. So what, what happened wow. uh, to bring you guys together then at that year? So you're working there five years, you know, being around each other. What, what drew you together uh, to each other and overcoming your statement that you're never going to get married? <laughs> well, from my perspective, it was really like the experiencing God. We're, we're studying. Obviously, we're talking. We're commiserating with each other. We're sharing. <laughs> so you begin to share, you know, meaningful things of life. And uh, I was divorced. And so... We were, you know, we were realizing that we had, we, as Linda said, our values were the same. Even we collaboration for us and running the company uh, was amazing. Uh, how we agreed with with each other and how we worked with each other and worked through even disagreements. So, so there was a foundation there of a mutual trust and respect and 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 even in that process, we always had fun and laughter in the in, mm -hmm. in the midst of all that. So there was that connection. But then when we went to the experiencing God and we really began to both realize we're searching for God together, uh, that just really drew us into kind of looking at each other from a whole different perspective. And then I'll let you comment if you want to comment any more than that. But uh, no, it's just, you know, Holy Spirit just working in you and realizing that there's, you know, that he has a plan and a will and there's, mm. it's not about us exactly. I mean, and so anyway so, so anyway we officially started dating and you know, the, one of the funny parts of that is that once we announced to the to our company that uh that we were we were getting we we didn't say romantically what we were dating it was like an applause like it was almost a <laughs> finally we all knew this we all understood yeah, this yeah. they you saw know, it five years ago i'm glad, I'm glad you guys got caught all see this uh, yeah. so we were we were blinded uh, definitely so, yeah. and so uh how many years you've been married now how many, Linda? Oh, this is a running uh, thing. Uh, in most marriages, the wife always knows everything, but in this one, <laughs> yeah. not so much. So, how, how long? There's 22. 22 years. Yeah. You're right. Oh, I got that right. This time. All right. Good job. Beautiful. Uh, so, uh, you got married, and tell us a little bit about. Uh, I know you're still active in this company. Tell us about the company a little bit, and how's how's it going? Me, you. Well. Um, you know, as I said, uh, so after um, I started this company, God gave, I didn't know it was God at the time, of course, but God gave me this, uh, this vision for a business in the financial services industry and in, in, um, with insurance companies. And he gave me a, a, a design and uh, Preston, you know, really came alongside me and we 
just have had the privilege of having this company for, I don't know, what, 27, 28 years. And um, um, I guess you should take over. Okay. (laughs) So we are still working. (laughs) We're still working. The company uh, has a basic business model of we design annuities for and have carriers underwrite them. And then we have connections with a nationwide independent distribution group that distributes the products. Um, and, the, and the blessing to us is we've had employees that have been working there for us for 20, 25 years <laughs> that are very loyal, talented, and gifted. And uh, so really uh, the big draw for us continuing to work is to support our employees and to figure out a formula where we, the company can be perpetuated if, when we retire. And, uh, but, uh, you know, you might think our employees are old and tired, which some of them may be, but most, <laughs> most of them, they're still very energized and, and feel the, the compelling challenge to, to move, uh, to be successful with this company. So we have a lot of loyalty. We have a, a very good a group of people. So we enjoy working there and it's quite challenging. So, uh, so it's kind of what keeps us going, uh, type thing. Yeah, that's great. Can I ask how you two met Rich and Linda? Oh, that's a really good question. Oh my golly. So I had the um, privilege of being part of this organization called the CEO Forum. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the presidents of one of our insurance carriers was a member and he said, oh, Linda, you um, you should meet these people. Anyway, I was invited to join right after I joined. Um, They started a spiritual leadership program that Dr. Blackaby was teaching Mm -hmm. so I called and I went oh my golly can I go to this and I go well yeah sure you can but it's a three-year commitment and you've got to fly four times a year okay okay no problem (laughs) well (laughs) well my class was in Denver and Rich the way it worked Rich was a table leader facilitator so I would fly in for 24 hours or whatever and we'd have this business issue to solve and Dr. Henry would teach and I mean I just couldn't believe God, oh my golly, the first class I ever took was experiencing God. And now I get to sit under this man. Oh my God. Oh, that's great. But Rich was so sweet. Uh, Rich Case was so sweet to me. Every He knew that I was a new Christian and barely newly married. And um, he'd always ask me how it's going. And there would always be some drama in my life. And <laughs> the end of the class, he would walk up and he'd hand me this little piece of paper and he'd say, Linda, when you go home, you might want to look at these scriptures. <laughs> <laughs> they were always exactly the scriptures where God had me, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then one day, Rich said, um, you know, I know you and Preston are just newly married, and um, my wife and I lead marriage retreats, and you'd be welcome to attend. And I said, well, tell me about it. So when he told me the structure of this all morning and scripture and worship and then free time, I said, wow. And, and then I said, oh, where is this? And he goes, well, this one's going to be in the Loire Valley in France. Or, <laughs> oh, my golly, really? Well, it just happened that our daughter, my oldest, youngest daughter, was in France studying, getting her international business degree. So we were oh, always perfect. looking for a way to go to France. <laughs> so that was an added bonus. So I uh, went home and asked Preston. I said, well, this is what it would be. We don't know anybody. It's going to be small. Uh, can we go? And he goes, I think that'd be really good. The focus was being married God's wife. And that really spoke to our hearts because we went, 
okay, we clearly don't know how to be married. <laughs> so we could use a little help. <laughs> so that's how I met, that's how we met Rich and Linda. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. How many years ago was that? Oh my golly. In the eye. Like 17, 17 years ago. Yeah, wow. I was, I was Seven, gonna say about 17. 17. Years. Yeah. So then we just started following them around the world. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. And we're getting ready, ready, ready to go to uh, Croatia this year if we can. Uh, yeah. If, yeah. They don't, if they don't change the rules on us, right? Yeah, but I hope not. We're yeah. excited about that. So um, as you've learned, you know they they did uh, you know join and then they started to grow, um, and you learned about abiding. Uh, in the relationship with Christ and inviting in the word, what does that look like uh, to you two? How does that, um, uh, how has it changed your life? And what does that look like in your life of having learned what it, what a beautiful thing it is to abide in, in Christ? Well, I, th I think for us, it's, it's um, just reconfirmed the, the importance and the priority of, um, of, of first being one with each other uh, with uh, our whole our our combined allegiance to Christ. Mm -hmm. So as, as part of our life, that's just taught us to put Christ first, and then in doing putting Christ first, we realize that's where we have the great capacity to be married with each other and and have the right attitude toward marriage and toward each other. Um, so we are uh, constantly reminding each other. Uh, to to stay in that abiding relationship, mm -hmm. and obviously that centers around scripture and prayer and and honest dialogue. And and you know I, I'm the prime example where I, I get a little off track. I know it's hard to believe, but uh, <laughs> it's possible. And uh, and Linda will go, "How's your abiding going? <laughs> What's God saying to you right now?" And, and it's always those sobering comments that bring you right back to, mm. you know, maybe I'm not quite uh, where I need to be right now. So having a big part of it has turned out to be that we're good accountability partners, when we're mm. good at communicating and, and being sensitive to what's going on, but not being afraid to ask the questions. And then uh, also oh, the questions of where, where does God have you right now and what's he saying mm -hmm. and and trying to reinforce those things. And yeah. uh, so it's a beautiful thing uh, when we do it well. And uh, um, and so it's, it's just constantly being reinforced as a lifestyle for us. And in that, as you know, we get great revelation about things and we mm -hmm. get great peace and joy that transcends into us as husband and wife, but also into the people that God puts into our life. Yeah. So we've seen the magnitude of what God can do through the abiding relationship. Yeah. And as you go, go ahead, Linda. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, uh, just kind of back to the beginning before we go even deeper in that is when we first started going to these retreats and God first started speaking to us one day, Rich asked us a question. Um, well, what do you think God might have you do together? And we looked at each other and we went, what? together he's involved in his ministry in the church this way and i'm involved in this and it was like introducing this new thought that god might actually have a vision for us together right. and that was a huge um, baby step in our life <laughs> that we yes. look back now and see how pivotal 
that was. Yeah, it really was. That's right. In our relationship with him and where what he's doing in our lives now. Yeah. And, and that's when, you know, through that comment and through us embracing what you said, that's where we started doing the abiding retreats and, and giving it away. Right. Uh, and realizing that it wasn't just for us. It's about um, God, you know, who God puts in our life or who, uh, you know, to, to offer it in such a way that people can share and, and, and experience it themselves. Yeah, and it was through that time too that we had to take a look <clears throat> by making lists of all the things that we were doing <laughs> and, in, and really start asking God, what do you want us to do? Right. So we Which probably required some pruning, right? It required right, yeah. some pruning. So we simplified <laughs> our life in a, a lot through the years and we still have to keep doing that but but at that at the beginning it was like oh my golly yes <laughs> a whole new way to think yeah and that allowed it, god to have more room to speak to us in your in your personal um abiding in the word each of you why don't you share how to, what does that look like specifically to you preston how do you you know when you're in the word and journaling and what does that what does that look like to you and then linda you could share uh, your, okay. your experience with that I think, I think what it, it looks like to me best is, uh, and, and I've got this through the, our, your teachings, but I, I pray for God to illuminate mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. for me as I'm going through That's the good. scripture. And, and, and I'm amazed, as, as, as we all know, you're reading something you've read five times before, but this time it's illuminated. And, and in that illumination, I've learned the, the power of cross-referencing and going deeper and asking God, well, why, why, why have you elevated this to me? And so it's really, and, and another word that you've taught us is the word adventure. <laughs> I, I really look at it as an adventure and I get excited mm -hmm. that, okay, what, what am, what's going to be revealed to me now? And and then sometimes my excitement diminishes when I realize it's about me and healing me and, 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 and causing me to change something. But, uh, but, but I have learned to, to applaud that. So, so my abiding is really uh, following things through. Uh, and and, and I, I love your definition that you've given us too about faith. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm conscious of the word faith. And what I mean by that is once I'm there, uh, it, the faith part is sticking to it and, yes. and letting God continue to reveal and, and accepting that as, as we go along. So that's kind of what my abiding life looks like. Yeah. And so I, I go on these different trails and things like that. Yes. So. Yeah. Beautiful. And I would say that um, Preston, you're a great journaler. Mm -hmm. He's maybe you're better at journaling than I am. <laughs> I think he is. He's more faithful, more consistent. And um you know, you're able then to look back and, and see things. So. Uh, I'll give you a quick testimony on journaling. So um, I, I uh, we've moved up here and it's interesting because it, as Rich knows, we were moved up here, we we're compelled by God to be here and God's doing magnificent things. But I do know also that the evil one kind of tries to just move me in different directions. And my personality doesn't get the most pleasant every now and then. <laughs> And so we were going through a period like that. And, and I could just tell that, you know, there was some tension in our marriage. 
And, and I realized I was self-absorbed on some things mm. and, uh, and it had been going that way for a couple of months. So I was really praying God to reveal to me and strengthen me on, on how to overcome this and how to work with Linda and, 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 and help the situation. And so I was just flipping through my journal and I, 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 I as you Holy Spirit guided me, I, I was reading my journal and it described 100% a conviction I had, the scriptures that I got and how I overcame that situation. It was exactly the same situation. <laughs> so we're sitting one night and I said, Linda, I wanna share something with you. I journaled this and it was like, I recognize this, I recognize that, I apologize for this, God's revealed this to me and all that. And Linda goes, wow, thank you, Preston. That is so healing to hear you say that and reveal that to me. And I said, Linda, I wrote that one year ago. Wow. <laughs> so in my journal, I was at the exact same place I had been a year ago. And, and it was like right before, we, right after we moved here. And so I was like amazed through the power of journaling that I realized I had this tendency to do this. Mm -hmm. So my, I got deeper into to that issue because I realized this is a re repeating situation. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit of a testimony to the power of, of journaling. Yes, yes, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's really something. Uh, and as you, uh, uh, obviously you, you, you know, abiding is about uh, making decisions and overcoming things and uh, being led by God uh, in terms of finding God's will. Uh, share the story. Uh, you mentioned it, uh, but share the story of how you God led you from California to Nevada and, and what you went through and how you process that as a couple uh, kind of step by step, because it'll be a great illustration of discerning, understanding, and actually following God's will, because we, and we've talked a lot about this, is that it's not just what he wants you to do, it's really what he wants to do. Um, mm -hmm. and, right. you, and you experienced that in a big way. So go ahead and share that story together uh, as how did you come to unity and how did you get led to, to have a, a different path uh, that, than what you thought was going to happen? This okay. is one of my favorite stories. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll start and uh, I'll try to make this, you know, because it can be a long story. Uh, but anyway, where it started, and that, and I love it because we're purely innocent at this point, and 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 you just it, it reminds us of the sensitivity of being aware that God can work anywhere or or speak to us. So anyway, we're in Mexico. We're on a, one of our carriers at a convention, and we're there. And I'm in the uh, the spa area, and I'm in a locker, and there's a guy two lockers over, and and uh, um, we started up a, just a general conversation. Where are you from? This and that, and he says, "Oh, I'm from Tahoe," and I'm like, "Tahoe?" And you know, I'm in California. I've never, I'm, I don't even know how to ski. I'm not a snow person <laughs> at all. And uh, and I said, man, and it was that was the year because that was you know like four and a half years ago. What massive snowstorms in Tahoe. I mean, record setting snowstorms. And I said, I, I love the mountains, but I can't imagine living in Tahoe. And with the snow and all that, I said, but I love the mountains. And I just kept reiterating that. And he goes, 
oh, you should live where my mother lives. I said, where, where does your mother live? She goes, she lives in Minden, Nevada. I'm like, Minden? I've never heard of Minden. He goes, oh, it's in the valley and all that. And there's a valley there and it's very nice. And I'm like, okay. And, and then he kept, he goes, you know, really you should consider moving there. And I said, well, thank you. But I'm quite happy in California and where we were living and all that. And as I was leaving, to kind of keep it short, he, he wagged a finger at me, which is kind of unusual for someone you're just meeting. He said, no, I'm serious. I want you to look into moving to Minden. And I'm like, okay. So I thought that was odd. So I went back and told Linda, I said, I, I ran into, oh, and he made one other comment. He made a comment, I've seen you at the meetings. And so I'm like, okay. And I'm like asking, he said, yeah, I've just seen you around with the meetings and I'm in the meetings. And, and so I, I just took that. I didn't ask you more questions. To be honest, I was ready to go. And uh, so I go back to Linda about the experience. And I said, we should look for this guy because he must be associated with the company. So I asked the company who's from Tahoe, nobody. We looked around everywhere in the resort, small resort, nobody. And so we couldn't find him. So anyway, I told Linda about it in the hotel room. And I said, this is just weird. We should just at least go online and look at Minden. That is so weird to me, the way he did it. <laughs> and we went online and one comment we made was, wow, the weather there is really nice. We, I always thought Nevada was too hot and all that. Anyway, so once, you know, so that's our first impression. Second, and if I'm going too long, you just wave me on. But, uh, but uh, second, our CPA, like a week later, goes, guys, you need to move out of California and you need to go to Nevada. <laughs> Nevada? And he goes, in fact, yeah, you know what? You should move to Minden, Nevada. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And when we look at each other, we're like, oh, why did you say that? Well, I had some, uh, some, some customers that moved in that area. They weren't in Minden, but they were in Genoa. And there's some other areas up there, Carson City. And so you should move there. I, I wanted to move there, but I couldn't work it out. And we said, Scott, we're not moving. We're happy. You know, I know, blah, blah, blah. So anyway... Long story short, he, he, he called back again later and compelled us to call one of his clients that moved up there. Mm. And we talked to the client. The client says, absolutely, just do me, a, you do me a favor. Everybody wants us to do a favor. So this is what's odd too. Come up here. Uh, I got a real estate agent. She'll show you around. You'll see it's a beautiful area. You've never, because we've never been there. So we go and on the trip with this real estate agent, we're obviously going to start, we start talking about God. We talk about marriage retreats. We talk about all of these things. And, and she kept talking about, um, you know, yeah, there are churches up here you'll like, and, uh, but it's a real spiritual place and they're spiritual and spiritual and spiritual. And so long story short, again, uh, more conversation, but we, we were driving back and I told Linda, I said, I don't know why, but God's put this on my heart. And he's, that there's, there is a, a, a spiritual dryness there. The vitality of Christ is not there. An understanding of Christ may be there, but the vitality of Christ, mm -hmm. and there's just a real dryness. Well, I don't normally talk that way. And uh, so I'll go and then you, let you talk. But so like three days later, we're home. God wakes me up. And out of the, I mean, as, 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 as clear as could be, read Ezekiel 37 and pray through it. 
wasn't just read it, it was pray through. So I read it and I got up at like five in the morning. I read it. I prayed through it. Well, the, the Ezekiel 37 is the Valley of the Dry Bones. bones yeah. And as I'm praying through it, we're staying at the Carson Valley Inn. And, and then I go, oh, it's a valley. It is a valley. And, uh, and then I get to the part about the dry bones. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's the same word I used when we were driving back. And then you get to the exciting part where the word of God is spoken and the flesh comes on the bones and it becomes mm -hmm. an army for God. And I was like overwhelmed that, what are you saying, Lord? So I'm praying into all that. So then I guess I keep having to talk. Are you yeah, okay? okay. <laughs> so, so then like a week later, I'm woken up again and uh, God wakes me up and says, I want you to play this song. And uh, we had bought a CD from uh, Lauren Daigle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, and we had bought, but well, we listened to it a little bit, but just not that much. And I, and, and this has to be of God, because it was like, and, uh, and, and listen to the song. Come Alive. Come Alive. Mm -hmm. And then, but don't do it by yourself. Wake Linda up. And I'm at 5.30 in the morning again. Wake Linda up, listen to the song, and pray through the song. Well, Come Alive is a song about Ezekiel 37. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'd already told Linda what God had done about Ezekiel 37. So we're both looking at each other like, God, God is speaking. We have got to understand what's going on. So we agreed to start praying about it. Same morning, I'm driving to my men's Bible study group, which I do every Wednesday, and I'm driving, and my phone rings. The only person ever calls me is Linda, but it's one of the men from the men's Bible study, and he says, Preston, I want to ask a request. God just put something on my heart. Uh, he wants me to play a song for the men today, and uh, I said, okay, Michael, I trust you, but what's the song? Uh, well, it's a song you probably never heard of called come alive come alive <laughs> and i'm like i i literally but I, I will say listening to god while you're in the car is a dangerous thing i almost ran off the road. <laughs> and uh, so anyway um i i he played the song i told linda and i said linda god is really speaking a deep speak here and so my last comment mm. for confirmation for me, and I'm like slow in learning, maybe ritual attests, but, <laughs> but, but, but I'm piecing this together and I'm praying into it and I'm getting confirmation that God is calling us to Carson City or the, the Min Carson Valley area. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then, so I get in my cars like three days later after all that. And I turn on my radio, my radio's already on to a Christian station and this preacher is winding up his sermon and he says now uh, for those of you that make sure you understand what I'm saying God may call you to do something that is totally out of the ordinary he may actually call you to leave where you're living leave your family and your friends and your church and go to a whole new location well I about drove off the road again so <laughs> I was convinced at that point, God has said, you're moving and I'm done. Mm -hmm. So now the abiding kind of connectivity with us, it was, we're praying about it together, but Linda's getting the goose egg. <laughs> Preston, mm. God's speaking and we're supposed to move. And I said, well, he's speaking to you. He's not speaking 
<laughs> right. <laughs> but I know that if we're supposed to, he's going to speak to both of us. So, mm -hmm. so my heart was pretty closed at the beginning because like my, my head was on overload. I mean, third generation California, everything there, fam I just couldn't fathom business. It. business. I just couldn't church. fathom it. And, um, uh, but God's really patient with me too. So, so I try to, so we start, okay, praying. Person goes, you need to pray. And I go, yes, I'm praying. And, you know, just asking God, please, in your mercy, I, I know that you're going to speak to both of us and you're going to make it clear to my heart too, if this is from you. So every day, Preston's, God's spoken to you. God's spoken to you. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, now, go, now by the, by the way, right there, um, you know, you you have already understood that uh, unity is both of you uh, in unity with the Holy Spirit. So when you're making that statement, you're saying, "Well, if it truly is God's will, then He's going to speak that to you in your spirit, and you'll come to the same thing." And or he'll he'll say to Preston, "No, this isn't really it. It's something. It's something else." So when when you're talking about um, well, I know God's going to speak to me is because you had that understanding unity was was going to be absolute and you were willing to process that. So I just wanted to have everybody uh, learn uh, why you did that uh, at that point. So go ahead and continue. You were yeah, you were. Thank you. In, in our exuberance, we forgot to <laughs> say why, because you're right. I, I told her, I said, I can't move ahead until mm -hmm. you hear from God. Right. Too, cause so, so that was a very, very important one, which is why I was anxiously wanting her to hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hurry up, God. Hurry up. Yeah. God. yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Uh, so, um, you know, of course, I mean, how arrogant of me to think that I would know how God would speak to me, but I think he's going to speak to me when I'm reading my Bible or whatever. But of course, that's not what happens. <laughs> I'm driving to church one day. And I'm co-leading a woman's group, and we are teaching them about discerning God's will. <laughs> God is so funny. That is funny. That is funny. So I, I'm driving down the road, and I can just still see the picture in my, my mind. And, and he says to me, Linda, my ways are not your ways. Mm. And I started crying. Mm. Yeah, Isaiah 55. 55, yeah. Yeah, your ways are not, your ways are higher than my way. Yeah, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> so I was very touched. The very next day, uh, Preston and I were doing. So she shared that with me last yeah, night. So I, I shared that I've heard with him. Yeah, I think this is what I've heard. And this is so. But I said, keep praying into it. Right, keep praying. So we, um, the next day are in Dallas at a final um, spiritual leadership retreat with um, Dr. Richard Blackaby. Mm -hmm. And Richard starts out the session by saying, uh, what we're going to be covering in this session is obedience. Oh, wow. <laughs> <He> says, <laughs> and our anchor verse is Isaiah 55. 55 yeah. <laughs> 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 and I, I started crying and I looked, I turned to Preston and I said, we're moving. <laughs> and he says, yes, we are. <laughs> so that's how yeah. we came to unity and 
Uh, and I know we're running out of time, but kind of the funny parts too is, so we immediately want to tell Rich and Linda. And so we couldn't find a place to talk them That's in right. magnitude between us and the airport. So we asked the janitorial person, could we use their closet? Yeah, so we're, yeah. in this, we're in this little closet, but we're so excited about calling Rich and Linda. Yeah. And, and I remember that. Rich, you know, he goes, well, obviously, you, you know, you have to move. <laughs> yes, sir. We do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And so you, um, you came to unity, uh, God confirmed it. Uh, and by the way, just to, uh, highlight, uh, that guy that started the whole thing, um, really you could almost believe, and, and I believe it's an angel. It was an angel. Yeah. That's why I was trying to reiterate. We looked for him. We did yeah. everything. Yeah. There was no uh, we sign actually of him, confirmed right? He was an angel too. Yeah. He, he yeah. had to be Yeah, because of just the way it all un unfolded and the fact that he was kind of, I see you in the meetings and all of this. Mm. So yeah, we, we concluded that too, that he was an angel. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, he initiated it all and then you, uh, went to unity, uh, were willing to say, well, if it's true, he had to speak to both of you, and he did, mm -hmm. uh, in wonderful ways uh, that confirmed it. Yep, yep, yep. And then you got it. Um, then um, you just had a series of beautiful things that your house sold because you had somebody yeah. associated with you that wanted to wanted to do it. And then you found a beautiful place up in Carson City, and uh, and you're and you're connected to a church that's that's learned a teaching abiding. It's all about abiding. It's all about it's abiding. It's so beautiful. I, yeah, it's 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 confirmed by God that we were supposed to move here. In fact, our pastor said, "God, God, you moved you here." There is no doubt. That, mm. You know, so we're 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 being used by God. It's it's really a, a wonderful time and and great confirmation. And God did bless us. And to your point, uh, as when He does what he's going to do. He works both ends of everything and it all worked out the, and, and amazing things that did happen that the, the likelihood of pulling them off are one in a hundred type things, and, but they happened. So, yeah. 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 And that the life uh, that he talked about, um, the dryness turned it into life. Actually, uh, you're a big, uh, uh, center of that because you're, because you're giving it away with retreats and teaching small groups and, um, you're a stimulus of God's life because you're you're a flow. It's a flow through. It's you're you're right. having it, but you're giving it away. And you you and now together the two of you. And then doing doing <laughs> it together, and you can now a little bit, and you haven't even seen it all yet, but you can kind of experience what he had in mind when <laughs> why he said uh, he he needed you there because you're his messengers there. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I get that visual off and on about the the dry bones and everything mm -hmm. and. And we we even had somebody recently that uh, said, you know, before my my daughter met you two, she was dry bones. And wow. I'm like, oh man, I, I get emotional just telling that one out loud. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, it's like wow. So just like God's sweetness to confirm, this mm -hmm. is why you're here, type thing. So yep. yeah, yeah. And it's a it's a, such a beautiful thing to live out the the covenant life, blessed to be a blessing that. Um, you're part of God, his will, which is what you're expressing, uh, is always part of his bigger story while it impacts you and the joy of, of your life. And I know you guys are having the time of your life there in uh, Nevada and you're just, you know, have a beautiful place and a beautiful ministry. And you guys have just even gotten more sweeter and sweeter and sweeter in your in your life together. You know, what a 
what a privilege that is. And we can, you can, you can see it just by you sharing it, you know, with each other, with us. So, uh, we're so, it is too. Our, our relationship uh, as husband and wife has just flourished as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But we're, uh, we're just so excited that you could join us and, um, your enthusiasm for God and, mm -hmm. uh, excitement of what it means to abide and follow God's will. And what a great story uh, of just, uh, and, I, and I know, uh, Preston, uh, and uh, you, <laughs> when you were going through it, is that this was the furthest of thing that you would ever have thought. You would have never thought this on we your own. We resisted it greatly. We're like, there is no way we're, I mean, we, as you know, we're well-established, the house, right. Right. property, Friends, business, church, community—totally way away from any of our ideas. Yeah, yeah, and you're such a beautiful example of hearing, uh, confirming, and then obedient. You know, that issue you got with that the lesson from Richard was, well, you got to follow what he said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and by the way, why not? Because it's best and none better, which you which you were willing to do. So we're we're so excited for you guys. We're look forward to. Uh, uh, more that you're going to be part of and uh, come back and, and get another uh, update on. We'd like to talk next time more about uh, you're giving it away to the local community mm. uh, and you're bringing life to this dry bones. Right. And uh, what a great thing for us to, to see because we know you you are the ones that God has chosen to give it away. So it, what, a, what a privilege that is. And we'd love to and have, have you share this story. I would even just mention to the list, people that are listening today to be praying ahead of the work that God yeah. is clearly doing there. Yes. Because it is absolutely crystal clear that he is at work and that he's called y'all into the mission field there. And so we can join you in praying ahead of what he's doing and how he's using you there. So yeah. thank and you for actually, inviting us. In actually, let me, let me do that now. Father, we just pray for Preston and Linda. And uh, you've sent them to the Valley of Dry Bones to bring your life. Uh, and it's happening where they're starting to see it happen. May it flourish, may it grow, may they enjoy the life that you've given them. Uh, and we get to experience uh, all that you have in mind and how it works to be a part of your story. And we thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. All right, we guys, we love seeing you and we'll, uh, we'll look forward to seeing you soon. Tomorrow, Kathy, we'll continue with our End Times Friday. We got uh, lots, of, lots of cool stuff. We've been talking about rapture and... Uh, God's wrath coming up. So we've got a lot of interesting things to talk about. So yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining us, guys. It was a pleasure to oh, see you and just to you hear too. your story again. It is an inspiration yeah. to all of us. And thank you to all of us, uh, to all of you who are joining us for listening today. Amen. All right. See you guys soon. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.